Welcome to the Sharp Tongue Podcast. I'm the girl with the bubble ass. I'm your friend. I am your friend. Tell me anything. I'll keep it to the end. <sighs> I mean, unless I get arrested and I need to say what happened, then I'm just going to have to turn you in. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Happy Sharp Tongue Tuesday. I just sat on something that crackled. Uh, very exciting. Exciting week. Had a great time traveling. A lot of shows. I want to apologize for the last episode I put up the sound was terrible so I decided to take it down to avoid it being annoying to you guys my h4n busted on me last week so I just decided to take the episode down and I'm putting up this one so you missed a week sorry if you listen to it hey you know what shit happens we're all adults we can move on uh shout out to hyenas comedy club which is where I just performed in Dallas in Plano Texas with Kelsey Cook who is this week's guest and the the club was amazing. We had such a great time. Thank you to everybody who works there, Randy and Butch and the staff. You guys were amazing. I recommend it. Comedians and comedy fans, go check out Hyenas if they're in your town. It was an amazing trip. You know, I, I was in New York a couple weeks ago. Then I was in Massachusetts. I did Chicopee comedy club marty caproni's comedy club he's going to kick my ass for saying his name because now a thousand more comedians are going to be emailing him for spots but that's what friends are for <laughs> uh then from massachusetts i went to the saratoga winery with nance where she got all wasted we had a great time at the saratoga winery shout out to those guys for their hospitality and moonshine i got saratoga apple pie flavored moonshine which was just amazing I don't even drink moonshine and they put this on the rocks and I was like, well, fucking get me, you know, get me a banjo and knock out a couple of my teeth. I'm going to go fuck a cousin. That's how good this moonshine was. <laughs> this shit was so good. And then I went home to visit my family for a little bit in Syracuse, got a little bit of that family time, saw my nephew, wanted to choke him because he was so cute. Hung out with my pops, my mom, got some ice cream, just, you know, really got back to my hometown roots, which I need to do once in a while. I travel so much, it's easy to get lost out in these streets, so sometimes you need to have your mom order you to do chores again to feel like yourself, to feel whole. So that was amazing. Then from Syracuse, I went to Texas. I just got back from Texas. I'm here for a little bit. I'll let you know about all my upcoming dates, my Website's almost done. Starting to record episodes for the new Hilarious podcast. That's exciting. That'll probably be up the end of June. We're banking a bunch of episodes now with fun people. We've got Josh Wolf coming up. Uh, we've got Chris Frangiola. We're going to have Adam Ray. A couple other of my friends who are non-comics just talking about a whole bunch of marijuana topics. And uh, that'll be a lot of fun right out of my dispensary in South Central with my homie Travis. We're doing it right out of the dispensary and we're going to have all sorts of fun people on and we're going to be tackling different subjects. You know, we, we'll be talking a little bit about aliens and Sasquatch, but we're also going to talk about the medical benefits of marijuana, how you should use it, how to not abuse it, and uh, what snacks go best with it. <laughs> so stay tuned for that. What else is happening? Um, the shows were amazing. I experienced a new experience. I almost shit my pants on stage in Plano, Texas. I had to basically 
what they call phone it in for half of my set because I was so busy focusing on clenching my asshole so I didn't shit on stage because of what I whatever I ate the day before. That's a hard thing about traveling. You can't keep your food consistent. And I have a very sensitive stomach. As my grandma called it in Sicilian terms, I got agita. A lot of agita. Um, I got agita. Got a lot of agita. Got a lot of crap trying to herd up my butthole. Um, it's, it's a thing. So I honestly... <laughs> Almost cut my set about 30 minutes short so I could go shart, but I, I, I grinned and bared it literally a majority of the time and got the hell out of there. So I, I made it safely, shart-free. It was a shart-free zone. Uh, Friday night, we were in Dallas at the Hyenas Club in Dallas, and Thursday night we were in Dallas, and then Saturday was the shart, shart day, sharter day uh, was in Plano, Texas, and it was pretty dope. Uh, Friday night show I got a standing ovation and I normally don't like to brag about shit but sometimes when you work really hard having a little moment to appreciate hard work being paid off I'm gonna do that I'm gonna go ahead and pat myself on the back it was an amazing crowd like I knew the moment I got on stage I was like wow these people are tapped in they want it I felt great I got into my flow zone I woke up that day had a cup of coffee did a little you know exercise, got a lot of work done, focused, did everything I needed to do to balance my mind out, went out there and performed the way I should, set a new standard for myself, and now I'm like fucking guns a-blazing. Watch out, because I'm gearing up to do a special, so, you know, you got to keep it consistent. You got you to gotta try and find out whatever routine you need to do in order to be consistent, so I'm, I'm one step closer. It's a challenging career and job to be a comedian because there's a lot of distractions and you know you could bad habits you have to learn how to break so I'm learning every day but thank you to that crowd that just made me feel magical I play a little bit of the clip in the middle of the conversation with Kelsey because Kelsey wasn't in the room I I was trying to look for her so we her and I could have a comedian cry together in that standing ovation moment she wasn't there she was out preparing the merch (laughs) she was too busy setting up her her car fresheners and (laughs) t-shirts but I love her anyways uh it was just amazing it was a great weekend her and I visited Dealey Plaza which is the the assassination site of JFK that was really eerie and made me super reflective about life and you know the pursuit of your goals and the pursuit of happiness and just, you know, living with some integrity, which I believe JFK did. And, you know, that poor dude was assassinated probably by our own government. We'll we'll probably never know what truly happened, but it was pretty dope to visit that place and get a little bit of history and appreciate a moment in in history that changed the country and the world, essentially. And then I I went online and got into a JFK assassination (laughs) K-hole. Which is really fucking easy to do because there's so much literature on the assassination and there's so much that angles, it comes from both angles. You know, there's there's something called the magic bullet theory, which is also known as a single bullet theory. The single bullet theory was based on an investigation three years after JFK was assassinated and people who 
conspiracy theorists who don't believe the single bullet theory call it the magic bullet theory because essentially for there to have been a single bullet to kill JFK, it would have had to been a magic bullet because of the trajectory of the actual bullet in the bullet wounds. So it's all, in- I mean, this stuff is fascinating. So go online and if you have a little bit of time and you're interested in learning about the assassination, if you don't already know a little bit about it, it's it's quite fascinating. And, you know, you get in deeper and learn about his son and his son, the plane going down and how maybe his son knew who actually killed his father and he was just waiting for the right time to release information and somebody got wind of that and they took that plane down. Snitches get stitches. Y'all got to keep your mouth shut. You got to play the game smart. You don't want to end up like, you know, Kennedy's. You got to, you got to, you can't trust any of these motherfuckers. <laughs> what a just terrible, terrible moment in history, man. But it was really interesting to go and experience that and see the site. People were taking selfies. Like 20-year-olds were taking selfies in front of the the place where JFK was assassinated and like Kelsey and I posted a video and we were like laughing and joking and I ended up taking it down just because I felt like it was I don't know a little disrespectful a little you know not everything needs to be a joke I can't even believe I'm saying that but just for me personally I just felt like I don't need to post this goofy video and cut to all these girls in booty shorts taking smiley selfies with their mirror reflector with the high beam lights that they have to make their selfies lit perfectly which I need to get on Amazon right fucking now it was uh it was an interesting place to visit so I recommend it I also recommend if you haven't seen Iggy Azalea's new video Mo Bounce uh please go check it out it'll make you want to go to the gym immediately there's a lot of Iggy Azalea haters out there but you know the girl made a career so unless you can do the same you better shut your mouth you better shut your mouth and live your truth. I got to um, get into the gym and get me that Iggy Azalea booty. I wonder if hers is 100% real. But, you know, she she looks good. And that video is a lot of fun. A lot of girls dancing. A lot of good usage of, of black light. <laughs> good usage of neon lighting in the dark. Uh, and in the news this week, in social media news on Twitter... Amber Rose posted a picture of her muff, just everything all out. She's all greased up, oiled up, letting it all hang out for social media to be set on fire. Literally, she set social media on fire from that picture. You know, she's all about promoting, like, awareness about women being sexual creatures. And she uses posting pictures like that as a way to take control of being objectified and trying to turn it into, you know, a more of a powerful, beautiful image and, and statement, which, you know, I'm, I'm all for doing whatever you believe in. And, and just, if you believe in it and you have something to say and you're trying to improve it, improve what, what's already been happening, you know, improve upon objectification by taking it over, flipping it and reverse it and, and owning it. I'm all about that. And her and Pierce Morgan got into a little Twitter fight back and forth it's super entertaining. Go on Twitter and uh, get Amber, the real Amber Rose, and check out her talking shit to Pierce Morgan because Pierce Morgan was basically like, "Oh, you're a slut," and she's like, "Fuck you, I own that shit. Come to my slut walk, motherfucker." And she said some shit that was so that had me laugh out loud, where she, because I think I, I, I like believe what she said as far as like calling 
Pierce Morgan out on his shit because she was like, you know, he's going back and forth about, oh, how this is just inappropriate, blah, 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 blah. And she came out and she was like, oh, (laughs) pornography, Pierce Morgan, you seem like the type of guy to use porn at your convenience when you're lonely and horny than down porn stars after. Ooh, shots fired. Pierce Morgan, if I had you in front of me right now, I would have you eating out of the palm of my hand, you dirty boy. (laughs) Then she goes on to say, you love strong women, Pierce Morgan. I would make you my little submissive bitch and you would love every second I can see right through you. That's me just sipping on some of my tea. I mean, I love a good fight back and forth. And you know what? If, If Amber Rose's post can make another girl feel confident and strong and beautiful what's wrong with that what's wrong with that as long as she maintains to keep that 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 uh statement attached to those posts then it's all good and that's what she has done she does a slut walk and that's what it's all about it's all about owning your beauty owning your sexuality and it not being an objectification of who you are but an extension of yourself because we're sexual creatures y'all um let's see what else we got going on i i i thought of giving you guys a little task every week you know each week I say write your goals down you know I don't say that each week but each week I say something like what I want to do for myself and and I ask you guys to take part in it and last I think last episode I said to write goals down because that's what I do I need to visualize it I'm on that Tony Robbins train where you got to see your goal so you can achieve it and this week I was thinking about other things I could do to improve myself and one of them is to write down the things I'm proud of, the things I've accomplished, because so often we're so hard on ourselves and we beat ourselves up for not being good enough, not being pretty enough, not being smart enough, not looking like this person, not, you know, uh, getting this done. We're so hard on ourselves and we talk so much shit about ourselves. Treat yourself right. Take a moment to write down something you're proud of so that you can give yourself a little bit of motivation and a little confidence to know that you are capable of achieving anything you want and getting some shit done in your life and living a life of integrity that's what this episode's all about y'all and we also talk about um butt plugs and stuff like that so that's what I gotta say before we get into this interview with Kelsey Cook we had a great time together a very funny comedian she does stand-ups doing makeup on YouTube. You got to check that out. She was on tour with Jim Norton for a long time. Her and I bonded on our ability to dance um, like strippers, essentially. We're basically like mini Amber Roses. I'm, I'm, I'm like one half of Amber Rose's ass. So Kelsey Cook is my girl. I hope you enjoy this interview. And I, uh, you know, I'm just here for you guys, just in general, okay? So take care of yourselves. Love yourselves a little extra this week. And uh, fiddle your diddle. Fiddle your diddle. Mama, take this bad job for me. Because I can't use it anymore. It's getting dark, too dark to see. Sharp Tongue Podcast. I'm back up in your ear, motherfuckers. Jesse Mae Peluso coming to you live and proud and sweaty. Keeping it real upcoming dates i'm gonna be in la a lot i'll be up in the hollywood area i'm gonna be at the garage in culver city on june 14th i'll be at the west side theater in santa monica june uh, 15th hollywood improv june 16th two shows there 
I'll be at the Comedy Store June 17th, Hollywood Improv June 21st. Catch me at the San Fran Punchline. Punch you right in the jaw where it counts. June 12th, 13th, 14th, and 15th, and 16th. God damn. They got me there all week. I better start washing dishes in preparation for all the rainbow-colored butt plugs I'm going to pie that week. I'm going to pie. I'm going to pie them. I'm going to pie them right in my fucking face. Welcome to the Sharp Tongue Podcast. Here we are. I'm recording live from, where the hell, where, where are we? In Dallas. We're in Dallas. And sitting with me is the hilarious Kelsey. (laughs) 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 Oh my God. What's up, guys? We're just chilling here. Kelsey came on the road with me this weekend. We, uh, we're sweating. Ah, profusely. We're sweating profusely. Swamp crotch, (laughs) swamp ass, swamp everything. I legit, I felt bad because when we left the car the uber i had like swamp ass you ever have like the, you leave a little, a little sweat little mark puddle. a little yeah. butt puddle <laughs> a little buttle I, le- <laughs> I left a little buttle <laughs> we were adventuring today yeah we adventured out and we uh we were like i actually got the idea from chris frangiola because he gets out there when he gets uh, on the road yeah yeah yeah. it's yeah. good to do that if unless i'm friends with the person i'm out with i don't even think to leave the the hotel or wherever i am it's good to go get out and actually remind yourself oh i'm in a new city i should see what the fuck's going on yeah people yeah because usually i mean we're in your the comedy condo and like without the lights on it's just like being in a fucking womb yeah it's disorienting (laughs) i mean you and i were saying yesterday like you we travel so much Sometimes you forget where you even are because right. it's just a different hotel room. It's a different hotel room, and you and I are both similar in that we... S- I think women are kind of like this. Yeah. I don't know if dude comics do this, but I need to set up home every time. Me and you said you do too. the same thing. Yes, yes. Because I think that gives us some sense of foundation and stability. Yes, Like, absolutely. what's your routine? Like, I have, when I get to a hotel, a routine that I do almost every single time. Do you have one of those? I don't know if it's an exact routine. I like I spread my shit out a, a guy's a certain <laughs> you're gonna way. Say, I just get in the room and <laughs> spread my legs. I quaff <laughs> my puss scent all over the room. Ha 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 ha! Like the thing that keeps the f- flame going in a fireplace. Yeah. Oh just, my god, that little. <laughs> <laughs> I just squeeze out my essence all over every <laughs> W hotel in America. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just try to like. Do you unpack right away? I unpack a little bit. If I eat in a room, then I'm I'm automatically I feel safe. You have I, to have a snack. In yeah. There. When you're eating, you're very vulnerable. <laughs> you can't you protect vulnerable. yourself from a, an attack when you're eating Cheetos. You know what you I mean? Might choke on granola. <laughs> yeah. You can't really defend yeah. yourself. You let your guard down. So if like like here, I'm in the comedy condo this weekend, and sometimes. Most of the time I'm in a hotel, but if you're in a condo, then you got like a fridge and a little kitchenette. So yeah. I went out, I got some groceries. Like I woke up and had a bowl of cereal this morning. I was Look like, I you. am, I am in a I'm home. home. I'm home Did right now. Did you fart now. in the sheets? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. For the love of God. Does it make you think of all the other comedians that sleep in the bed? Yeah. See, that's the, that's what's fucked up with a comedy condo is that you know that the other people who have been in here are specifically animals. filthy animals. And especially male comics. I hate to break it down into genders. I know. Sometimes but it works to describe the differences yeah. but 
but like dudes are just up in here with nut sweat oh just crap in their pants in the sheets no you know what i didn't do i didn't look underneath the pillowcase at what the actual pillows look like because you know how pillows get that pillow sweat that y'all oh, said i didn't even look I because i was pillows. like i will good for you yeah it's because they absorb all the funk it's gross you've got like stains it looks like 13 crime scenes on a pillow <laughs> all these it's a kaleidoscope of body oh, fluid stains so much dna <laughs> they're a mess so much dna my memoir about sleeping in comedy condos <laughs> well do you ever think i feel like our immune systems must be so strong now from all the time on airplanes yep. we're just basically licking a petri dish <laughs> we are just licking just mm. licking holes you just really are because then you like you know i always think when i touch something and then i touch my eye like i told you the other day like I, in the middle of the night sometimes i just wake up and i scratch myself okay i don't know what it is it's like i'll have a dream itchy it, like i'll itch my butt okay and the other night i itched my butt and there was it's so gross but there's a little nugget on my finger Ew! i know it's <laughs> Ew, a little poop nugget. and then i itched my eye what the fuck what the fuck <gasps> this took such a <laughs> grosser turn than i thought it would I want to like help you. I want to like burn sage around your body because I need I'm, to burn sage into my eye. You're, did you not get pink eye? No, because I think I have a very strong immune system. Like I, I, I washed my hands. Like I itched and I was like, oh man, chocolate chip realness. <laughs> and I grossed myself out. You know, I've got these dagger claws. Well, I was they just say, collect everything. Yeah. To be fair, Jesse May's nails extend almost like half an inch past. They the, do actual fingertips so and they're pointed they're they defense look claw- like claws yeah they look like they're actually designed for scraping they are shit out of an come at me. and if you're getting an itch and you go i mean you're gonna get a little cookie yeah you're, you're getting get a, little, a little, little souvenir little costco sample <laughs> <laughs> a little asshole costco sample a little kirkland signature treat for the road yeah <laughs> i'm fucking like dying right now you said kirkland <laughs> Jesse May's doing like the real life I praise raised, emoji. I just was appraising the Lord. Kirkland's a brand. I don't know if it's specific Kirkland to the signature. West Coast. Is it on the West Coast only? Kirkland Signature is Costco's brand. Oh, it's Costco's brand. Yeah, I didn't yeah, know yeah. that. You learn something what? new every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like the, if it's in bulk like that. It's yeah. Speaking of bulk, I have my legs wide open and I'm just <laughs> so conscious about what's going on down here. There's so, so much bushly. hair. We were talking about the hair. Yeah. I was just thinking the same thing. I was like, oh, these these shorts get pretty short, right? Yeah. As I get to the mm. and the hair. Like I feel like we were talking about this at lunch. Like. I, my hair is just growing south below the short line. Uh-huh. The sh- you know, it's just like the shorts used to, used to proje- protect it. And now I see like little hairs coming out like, hey. Yeah, it's more than I want. Wasn't here before. <laughs> here now. Sup, bruh. Wasn't here before. Oh, boy. <laughs> Someone's got some greeting cards in no! the making. Oh, my God. Yeah. So I washed my hand before I put my finger in my eye. So that may have oh, saved me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think I have I think I have a good. Do you get sick? I don't really don't get sick. I've gotten far less sick, like fewer times in the last couple of years. And I've been on the road more and more. It, it happens less. What's like one of the things, have you ever had that? Like I've had this moment where I walk in hotel rooms and I just start crying. Do you ever have that? Like where you like, I don't know if it's just about parts of your life or if it, if it was just like a hard time, but I've had times where I've gone to a, a weekend alone Yeah, and I just walk in a hotel room and I just like, for some reason, just cry. Just overcome with emotion. Just because it's so dark. I'm yeah. Like, and, and, you know, there's just weird stains. Yeah. Oh, you, you've got to make stains. strangers laugh. You're just trying to find... It, I think it's the home thing. Like, yeah. trying to make home on the road. 
Oh, absolutely. You know? Yeah. Well, and it's great that you have one of your dogs with you this weekend because I... Chaplain. Yeah. I can't take my cats anywhere. Yeah, that's not, true. Cats don't really travel no, like that. They're you not hoard tr- animals the same way I do. Yes. You got the dogs. I got the cats. You have three... I have cats. three. Yes. We're a lesbian starter kit. <laughs> We're ready, America. We're ready for you. We're coming. Give us a show. <laughs> she does makeup. I'm into pottery. I'm a little bit more manly with the hands. One stop service here. Whatever you need. You need a door hinge fixed or do you need some good contour? I yeah. don't know why I'm looking you off. Need a salad tossed. I know. Look at you. Just fucking this fake crowd in the corner over there. Oh, um, man. Yeah, it is really hard. I, I do feel emotional. I felt emotional the first night here. Um, at the condo because usually I'm with a headliner in the hotel so at least even though it's a new place I know that there's somebody I know like two doors down and there's some yeah, sort of weird. comfort to that but to just be you know we're in, in Dallas room. like yeah. we're in a place I've been maybe like twice in my life I'm in a condo I've never been in before I'm in a neighborhood I've never been in before and You're there's in no stains cell phone you've never been yeah. in before no cell phone no service, cell phone service. already even if you even if you're in your actual home and you don't have cell phone service you feel like you, you know, feel totally, it's like, what is this, naked and afraid? Yeah. Fucking <laughs> Amish. House on the Prairie. So it's Amish. The Amish mafia. <laughs> yeah, it's horrible. And so I was just, the first night, I was really trying to get myself calm and be like, okay, You're stop like, I'm freaking a, I'm, yourself I don't know out. about this. Yeah. Well, I've watched, I watched too many documentaries. You and I have talked so much about like murder documentaries. I know. You're today. the one. You're like, have you seen Mommy Dearest stab me in the eye nine yeah, times? I'm so. You've got, you're on that like Netflix. It's really a murder mystery. It's really addicting. You're get, you got me into Keepers. Keepers kept me up until four o'clock in the morning. The Keepers. Fuck. I'm only on episode two and you're dying because you want to like. I'm tell like, me oh, everything finishes and we can talk it's you're so the type of person like you give little information like you can't hold it are you bad at holding secrets no but like i mean i know when to like hold a secret but i'm like oh fuck i get itchy if a friend hasn't finished a tv show and i really <laughs> want to talk about it and i'm just like i get on. itchy for other Come reasons <laughs> <laughs> mostly the crabs but you know <laughs> the Sometimes, keepers is yes. fucked dude it's <laughs> like if you thought making a murderer was fucked you have no idea this is making a murderer times 54 yeah it's like if you have if you're a parent of a daughter you're gonna just you're gonna die from the inside out just realizing like what monsters are out there absolute monsters in the name of god did you see spotlight the movie spotlight yes okay yeah so So this this is kind of similar yeah. yeah similar concept of just the corruption in the catholic church and the priests molesting kids and and just the depths of deception and how far the church will go. How far they'll go to protect their sacred fucking priests oh that are just God. doing the most heinous things Which and is- using God as leverage. That's so fucking corrupt. It's crazy to like religion. It really is. So it's so it, I am mind fuck. Are you are you a religious person? No, not at all. See, I don't have any problem with people being passionate about their thing like you know if you're passionate and that thing gets you through the hard times go ahead right live your truth right but don't push that shit in my face Uh -uh. i don't need like that's not my truth like yeah i I don't need that right comedy is my religion like performing that's right that's That's where we find yeah refuge and yeah you know solace yeah some solace and truth and all that shit but like people just shoving it down your face yeah it's too much it's too much yeah yeah yeah. and it's like it's a it's a source of so many problems 
Yeah. It's a source of relief for people. I mean, like you said, if that's what you need to feel better, I, I'm not going to knock that. But God, when it starts to fuck, I mean, there's so much darkness there's with it. so too. much darkness so much in brainwashing that shit. And I mean, it's just like, I don't know. It's it, the good versus the bad. I wonder where we're headed because I feel like there's just a religious war happening. Yeah. It's just all these like bombings and shootings and all this shit. I just want to like, you know, if I could afford one of those Elon Musk's like all Elon Musk, those rides, like he's doing that like ride to visit Mars or some shit. Oh yeah. You know, like one of those little trips, maybe just take like a one way joint, bring all my dogs and like set up a little, up. like a taco truck on Mars. <laughs> Oh my God! Just that like be the first Mars taco truck. That needs to be the name of like an album <laughs> or something. Taco truck on Mars. How is that taco not? Taco truck on Mars, dude. How is that not? That's a thing? pretty dope. I love that. Are you bugged out from? I mean, where we just came from before we started yeah, recording. Speaking of just like horrible corruption. documentaries and crime and corruption. Yeah, we just came from the site of the JFK assassination, which is just eerie. It's really eerie. And Jesse May and I made ourselves feel even more eerie because we like watched the assassination video from the vantage point yep. of the person who took the video. Yeah. So it's like you're watching the car go by and we're like, oh, there's post number one. There's post number two. Oh, my Bam. God. That's right where Bam. it happened. Shot face shot off. Oh Crazy. God. I mean, like. I I got chills. I got ch- and then this and so we're standing there. We're, we're literally talking about there's this the single bullet theory, which is also known as the magic bullet theory. Right. There was an investigation in like '66, a couple yeah. years after the assassination, where yeah. the investigation, the Warren investigation, said that it was a single bullet that killed JFK. Right. But people who were um, co- like when they were combating that theory right. they call it the magic bullet theory because you and i looked at that photo yeah he would have had to have been sitting in a different position for that bullet to have even yeah gone through it's like a harry potter bullet like <laughs> <laughs> ping 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 ping, yeah. ping like it's like a Katy perry album cover bullet right there's it's no not, way doesn't bullets don't move no. like that and so we're looking at this and this guy comes up but in our uh, we didn't even see him or hear him approach no we just heard him it was the voice <laughs> of Southern Jesus. Southern Christmas past. Southern Christmas past. You said Southern he had a low, Ebenezer. Southern troll. You ran away. You ran. You like, I, you like backed up. You, sh- you were shook. I was fucking shook. Like you and creeps I, up behind somebody? Oh my God. You and I were in such <laughs> deep focus, almost a meditative state of we how were. like, what oh went my down? God. Just you and I speaking quietly and then going through it like investigative, yeah. you know, investigative Focused. journalism. Focus. The keeper's realness. Yes. We are zoomed in. We're, We're the two women that are uncovering in. the lies in the keepers. Oh my God. Yes. And I'm like the bumbly one with the glasses, <laughs> and you you're are. like the cool, like, don't take shit from nobody. I'm one. the one that's good with yeah. people. Yeah. And you're I'm good with like, like, I'm going to go to the library. <laughs> I'm going to cart catalog everything. Yeah. Yeah, that's our dynamic for sure. Um, we're standing so intently looking at like this video and Hunched talking about over. this theory. And then a man <laughs> out of nowhere within, I'm not kidding you, like two inches of Jesse Mays. And my ears goes, 
it was the single bullet. <laughs> it was that damn jockey. And I went, ah! and It was like a b- bowl that came from, from the, the front. front. Oh, yeah. I was like, what? Get out of here. It, it took me a minute to like. I was so, it literally was like coming out of a dream state. Like him shake, like the voice, it just d- didn't resonate. Yeah. It was a bullet that hit him from the front. And then he just like disappeared back into like the atrium. He just yeah. like w- just disintegrated into the air. Yeah. <laughs> so jarring. Like, I'm sorry, are you running the Dealey Plaza JFK assassination detail yeah. organization? Who? Who are you? Who are you? Who comes up in the back of people when they're like, he, 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 and then he goes, oh, I saw you guys were watching that video. How long were you looking yeah. at us, buddy? Fucking the, what is happening? Were you the shooter on the grassy knoll? Oh my God, <laughs> dude. That's fucking like, oh, he could have been. No, he, he be could have been. This motherfucker could have been the shooter on the grassy knoll. Because we don't fucking know. Listen, he don't know about the no. Yeah, I know about it now. You don't know about it now. Yeah, you don't know about it now. Oh, my God. We're, this is our last night of shows tonight. Yeah. We're going to a different venue than we've been at the last two nights, so it's going to be kind of a surprise. We don't I really know what to expect. We don't know what to expect because we did the Dallas Hyenas mm-hmm. last night and Thursday night. Last night was amazing. Um, um, our girl got a fucking standing ovation like a boss. That you missed. I know. To sell... You're very creatively and innovatively <laughs> manufactured. <laughs> you can't decide if you want to roast Air me. Air fresheners. Or I want to roast you and also <laughs> hawk your shit for you because it's amazing. Thank you. I was literally at the end of my set. I mean, it's happened like maybe a couple other times it's, in the span of like 13 years. Are you fucking serious? It, it doesn't happen often. You know, uh, so, like when comedians say standing, oh, it's like in a small comedy club. Like it just... the. The show was just so much fun. They were so fun. They were electric. They were electric. And then all I wanted was I looked over in the direction of where Kelsey was sitting. Just like a child waiting for her mother at the end of the school day when she got straight A's. Breaking my heart. Straight A's on her science project that she spent her whole life preparing for. Oh my god! And her mother wasn't there to pick up boxed wine. That's oh what it felt my like. God, <laughs> I'm just equating the emotion. I just so you understand the abandonment that I, I felt. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I, I knew something must have happened because, like, you got the light, and I went out to set up merch because that's like the r- I've been trying to watch as much of your set every time as possible because I fucking want to, and you make me laugh <laughs> like no other. We and make each other gut laugh. Yeah. <laughs> and so then you other the light I was like okay well i need to go like i need to go put the fucking merch out and <laughs> then you came out and you had this like dazed look on your face and you're like oh my god that was that was magical that was so incredible and i was kind of thinking like oh like i wonder did you get fisted in the bathroom because <laughs> you just seemed so like over the top extra like you know more than just it being a great crowd and so that's when we went back and i was like I didn't see the light. Like, did something, and you're like, yeah, I got a stand I was like, oh, shit, son. <laughs> oh, my God. And I'm so happy I asked because, like, how shitty would it have been if you thought that, like, I did see it, and then I would have, like, never, ever commented. Like, I just was like, yeah, yeah, that was cool. 
Like if I was that cunt just that was like so many comics oh, that are just like oh I know haters oh because so many would because they were like oh what I want why the fucking night <laughs> people don't know how to be like yeah supportive oh it's also Which is a such part bullshit. of the industry yeah. like support such each bullshit. other right but you know you weren't there I genuinely the the story did not see that <laughs> but that's why at least I had enough intuition to be like I need to ask what happened because I feel like I missed something and then <gasps> I so gave funny. you like the proper like hugs oh my and God. showering of love it's so funny that even that whole room of people you know all them there like loving it and i'm just like wanting your validation oh my god and uh yeah it's just this is my way of telling you that you are fired no i'm just <laughs> kidding i'm just kidding have we what other weekend have we done a full weekend together no we only did that one calusa casino calusa motherfucking for casino. one night no and it was you and i bonded very quickly on got out on the dancing floor there was no dance floor. We let's yeah, be honest. We made one. It was it was the dining room area <sighs> of a pub inside of a casino <laughs> in Mariposa. Where the fuck yeah, were we? Just an inception of all. In Calusa, California. Yeah. Have you heard of it? No. No. Of course it's a you town haven't. of five people. Yeah. And they specialize in I, I don't know t shirts. I don't know what the fuck they know. do there. It's where bodies are found. It's like where it's bodies are way found. off of a it's like you go down a dirt road for a long time and then there's just like this giant casino but getting there i was like this is what is this like what the fuck where, where are I? we and yeah. then we bought then we found each other's soulmate mm-hmm. in one another uh we <laughs> <laughs> that really seals the deal of, <laughs> i think that's the official shaman way to oh you seal didn't know that soulmate bond oh, is that no, no. <laughs> many moons we came down from the mountains my ancestors we bond with <laughs> one another in the breath of the the lung the <laughs> A dirty water lung breath. <laughs> Your fart sound. I love it. I learned my fart sounds from Laura Murphy. From Laura Murphy. Th- she's a director from Girl Code. My oh, girl. There's funny. a whole episode back in Sharp Tongue called yeah. Farts. That's amazing. And we just literally, the whole episode, we got red wine drunk. Oh my God. And we talked about farts. We tried to deviate from it. Always went back to it. Always came back to it. It was yeah. meant to be. It's meant to be. It was my dad's favorite motherfucking episode. <laughs> That's um, amazing. I do want to play you guys a little bit of that show where I got a standing ovation. And you can hear. <laughs> can I actually. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. What is this? I can't say it. Oh, my God. What is this? <laughs> you can actually hear Kelsey <laughs> leave the room. <laughs> What? I'm just kidding. I would have fucking lost my shit. No, but I'm going to play you guys a little bit of it. So enjoy a little bit of the set. I think in closing, I'm sure a lot of you are like, fucking finally, there's a lot of poll talk we weren't prepared for. One thing I want to say to everybody is, you know, just uh, live your truths, you know? Live your truth. Find out what your truth is. A lot of our truth lies in our sexuality. We're sexual creatures and we deny that. We don't know how to ask for what we want. We're afraid of rejection. And a lot of you don't like to try new shit. Fear of failure. We're humans. We have egos and pride. Just try and live a little on the edge. Try a little asshole adventure. (laughs) And as women, find out where your orgasm is. Find it. Explore it down here. There's a lot of bits. We got a lot of parts. It's like a great 1965 car engine, just like a beautiful Mustang. Just figure out what does what. 
you don't and expect a guy to do it, you're just a fucking idiot. There's a lot of lips. You got to figure those out. There's a couple sets down there. Majora, Menorah. Those aren't countries. <laughs>
train for your ailments, so please check us out. And uh, I honestly, like, tonight has been very special, so thank you very much. My name is Jesse May. So anyways, that was... Yes. That was it. That was making fun of people. Dude, and You and I Jessie both May. got so pissed off. Oh, my God. About people putting their feet on the fucking stage. There were, like, a small handful of real disrespectful fucks at these crowds. Everybody else was wonderful, but, like, we had a couple people putting feet on the stage. What is it? I mean, no, don't put feet on the stage. Ever. This is not your, it's not your, your fucking coffee table. No. It's, we, we, you and I both said, all we get is a stage and a mic. Yeah. Give us that. Back the fuck up. Yeah. Get your fucking, dude, that one kid. You called him affliction douche. Oh, and then, yeah. So well, that, that was, was another guy. He yeah. wasn't foot on the stage. That was a no. different guy. Foot on the stage was like magic camp kid. Magic like, camp kid. You called him crisscross crisscross applesauce did he have his feet crisscross crisscross applesauce oh god almost fell oh my god jesus christ (laughs) yeah this kid was like i don't even know how he did it one of those like young men that's a little too flexible where i'm like this is not you shouldn't be this normal he was crisscross applesauce in his chair with the edges of his feet up onto the stage. Absolutely not. Get that fila foot shit <laughs> out my house. He said, get the fila foot off the stage. Dude, he That's was. That's one of the things that just bothers me. Like, as a host, just lay out the rules. Yeah. And as a comedy club, try and, you know, try and govern that shit a yeah. little bit. Yeah. So that comedians don't have to go up there. Yeah. And au- and you ostracize yourself a little bit when you have to say rules. Oh, my God. You got to find a way to be, you know, camp counselor up there. Like, get your fucking feet off the stage. Yeah. It's such. I'm, I was really like the impre- wish- wicked I, witch. I was impressed with you last night dealing with affliction t-shirt guy because I was getting to a point with him where, like, my blood was boiling and I was about to get, like, full mean. Like, not, like, joking mean, but just, like, I hope you fucking die in a car crash on the way home mean. And I you think did, I might have said that to him. And you did such a good job of, like, roasting him, but then, like, pulling back a little bit and be like, no, man, I think, like, you know, you and I come from, like, a similar cloth or whatever. You right. Know, like, you'd kind of, like try and relate a little bit and then you'd be like, all right, man, but seriously, you need to shut the fuck up. But like, yeah, you, kept it, you did such a good job of keeping it playful. And I was just like, you wanted to burn him alive. Boiling. I was so annoyed with him. Yeah. You wanted to toss him off a bridge. You wanted to like put, you wanted to like kind of saute him. Yeah. And then throw him into a, a, a vat of like hot grease. Yeah, and then I want my cats to eat them. And then have your cat like slowly lick his skin off. Yeah. yeah. Like little, little cat. Johnny Dank treats. <laughs> Johnny Dank. That's what he said his name was. He called Fucking, himself Johnny uh, Dank. Zika virus head. <laughs> this little mosquito bite of a head. His head was so flat. So flat and small. It looked like it looked like those little things you use in the game life that you put in the car. You know those little pegs? Oh, my God, yes. The little pegs. The flat-sided pegs. The little peg you put in the car. The family members. Yes. That's what he looked like. Dude. Just a teeny little Q-tip. He looked like a fucking Q-tip. He did. And And he he kept losing at the game of life. Oh, my God. He's losing bad. Screaming Johnny Dank. His name is Johnny motherfucking Dank. I mean, God bless his soul. You know, it's just like, I I, I don't, we were talking about like, you you know, you're like, they should have kicked him out. I don't, I've had one person, maybe two kicked out ever. Really? Yeah. Because like for me, I don't want to, you have to do some real bad shit. Like Mm. if you, if there's heckling. Yeah. I think just for me personally, I don't 
welcome it. I don't want it. Yeah. It disrupts what I'm trying to do up there. Yeah. But I've learned to, for myself, accept that challenge mm. and learn how to weave it in. Right. It's almost like, it's almost like, oh, game on, motherfucker, for me. Right, right. Like, right. I, I might fail at this. I might do okay. I may get a new joke. Right. So I'm going to take this little deviation. Yeah, 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 And yeah. try and figure this shit out. Yeah. And homie last night, like, affliction douche, I had to spend, tw- I looked at my, my clock, because I always time myself and tape, I spent almost 30 minutes on him. Yeah. I, I was like... And that's frustrating. <sighs> yeah. But it makes it a live thing. Oh, yeah. People are definitely getting the experience. It's just... You don't get to work on your set. No. And that's not... Like, it makes it a live thing and it's fun. But I also feel like a lot of people leave feeling like, you know, I didn't fucking come to, like, have to watch a heckler yep. be dealt with. Like, they... I just feel like comedy club owners always should deal with that shit like there's there's a few that have such a good strict policy about that where it's like if you talk you're fucking tempe improv is a great policy yeah they don't fuck around spoken comedy club it's like gotham this is not the place for that nope there's a zero tolerance and they they set that up right away exactly not not every club does that yeah you don't get like bombarded with it like oh well nobody you know it's like this is what this is going to be like these are professionals who have worked on this for a long time we came to tell you these jokes and like not deal with your bullshit or your socks. Oh, or your fucking affliction shirt no. or your goddamn duck. If you have this one bitch have flip flops and crusty feet. Oh God. Get Heels on the stage. Crisscross applesauce. Get that shit out of here. Get out of here. Motherfucker. I hate it. It's my space. I had to kick my own heckler out at the comedy underground in Seattle last year. Because there's no management watching. Zero you had to kick him out? I had to be the one to kick him out. How did you do From the <laughs> stage. It was, so, it made the rest of the show so awkward. It was the fucking worst. And of course, it was the show that like my best friends came to. So you know how it is where it's like your best friends from home where like they maybe see you perform like once a year right. or something like that. You and do, you, you just want to do your thing. You want to yeah, like. Yeah, you want to show them like, hey, this is what I yeah. do. This is why I miss your bachelorette party. <laughs> it's yeah. worth it. Why I don't I'm, see your kid. Yeah. You know, I don't go to birthday parties. Yeah. This is why. And the show they that they got was like a guy drunkenly shouting shit out at me in the middle of every joke at oh. the end of every joke. Fucking the time up. Fucking, fucking the whole fucking thing. Fucking everything up. Like made it impossible. It wasn't possible to and then continue. You just get fucking frustrated. Oh yeah. It wasn't one of those things where it's like I could incorporate him and then tell him to like yeah, shut the fuck no. up. It was like he wasn't going to stop. He was in a complete blackout. So I had to be like. <laughs> I am right now. Yeah. <laughs> so I had to be like, hey, like it sucks that it's come to this, but like you got to go. Like you just got to go. Damn. And he goes, he was like, okay. He listened to you. He, he listened to me. So he stood up <laughs> and it's dead quiet. Oh my God. It's dead quiet. There's not even like leaving. Is there a DJ? Is there no. like the guy at the booth? No. Wow. Dead quiet. So he gets up and leaves. And what as he's walking sounds? back up the steps, sounds, like, just like the sound movements? of like a chair scooching back Aww. on concrete. <laughs> he, yeah. And he walked away. He walks away. And as he's walking up the stairs, he shouts, I'm really sorry. And he goes upstairs and then it's quiet again. And the crowd like clapped for me and clapped that he was gone. But it was still like I I'm was really so sorry. I was oh so shook. 
Like I was so shaken up that I had to be the one to kick him out from the stage, from the blackout. Oh my god! I'm really sorry. I'm really he sorry. He just like, literally walked away like a Labrador with his tail between yeah, his legs. Yeah, he did. And then it's like, well, what the fuck was all that for? I know. And then he came up to me afterward and tried to apologize to me all drunkenly, and I just was like, I honestly can't even look at you right now. Like I'm, I will scream at you. Yeah, and because like, you just ruined this whole show. Ruined everything. And for what, motherfucker? Yeah. You selfish motherfucking asshole. You fucking piece of shit in your stupid socks. Yeah. And your uh. dirty jeans. And your, and your dudes in their fuck. What are those jeans with the fancy back pockets? True religion. Oh, oh go choke on here. a Bible. I don't know why I'm leaned over with so much fervor right now. I'm just like. Yeah. I was like. I was. I got. I fucking got my red up yesterday. Yo. You call. When you said affliction douche. I was dying. I was like. This is my bitch right now. She just. She went in on him. You're like. You bet. You're like. You better not treat the headliner like that. (laughs) I was like. You better fucking respect your headliner. I like to Caesar Milan them. That's one of the things I like to do. That was so funny. That worked so well. Like. Because Caesar Milan does that to like Pomeranians. He goes. I'm the pack leader. And he cuts, cuts right in the neck. Cuts. I do yeah. it to women a lot. I like it. Do you feel, I say this, do you feel like hecklers are ma- mainly women? Majority of the time for you? Mm, no. I think they've mostly been men for me. Wow. Yeah. It's, for me, it's, I would say 95% women. Really? Would you say 95% men? Yeah. Wow. That's interesting. But you know, you, you have toured a lot with Jim. Yeah. Jim Norton. Predominantly male. It's very male. So that in my audience is like 85% female. Oh yeah. So that's, that's gotta be the difference there. Yeah. 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 See, it's good to have that perspective because I'm always on this podcast. Like women, you got to shut the fuck up. Uh, (laughs) It's both. There was a guy in, um, in Connecticut, Jim and I did the Foxwoods casino. And this is like, it's like 2000 seat theater. Beautiful. Like legit where it's the crowd is dark like you cannot see faces big beautiful stage spotlight i walk out and with jim with the theaters i would open cold like it would be voice of god from the side of stage like make some noise for jim norton Ah, but first and he's like (laughs) who the fuck is this you know give it up for kelsey cook so i walk out footsteps no no music footsteps and before i can even get the mic out of the stand i hear take it off no take it off and i'm like all right that's a nice start or whatever and i like put the mic stand back two more Shut take up. it off like i can't i can't even start i can't even start my set so i try to roast him a little bit but i can't see him it's so different than in a comedy club right. where you can see what the person you know right in their face and i can see that secure i start i start to see the flashlight security's trying to find him but this guy is a fucking sneak pussy so yeah he's a fucking pussy sneak so as soon as security tries to find him he doesn't do it anymore so then i get maybe like seven minutes in <gasps> i'm in him. the middle of a joke no take it off no this is in front of like two thousand people like a nice theater where you don't even think that you would even need to worry about it. Like I'm not in fucking chuckle fuck hut, you know, it's a great New Jersey. It's a great the chuckle <laughs> fuck hut. <laughs> you do a joke, you get fucked after. It's a it's a you package a deal. Hut. You stay in a hut. It's a group Come on. on. Yeah, I don't <laughs> like. I was so like my def- my defenses were so down because you weren't expecting that you wouldn't no, expect that in a show like that. You just go in wanting to hit your mark and yep. like perform your material and do the best you can. And then my dad shows up after losing <laughs> money on red. 
my dang it off whore yeah it was did he- so shitty and they finally like i can't remember if they were able to grab no they didn't grab him but he stopped for the last like 10 minutes of my thing and then Jim came out and he shouted shit at Jim too. Oh shit. And then he came and found Jim and I in one of the <gasps> hotel restaurants afterward and was like, Hey man, like come fucking you got you guys gotta come party with us right now, man. You guys gotta come party with us and Jim's like, No man, like I don't do that and he the guy got so aggressive and was like, you know, like, Well, f- whatever, fuck you guys then like what a being douche. all shitty. Like, as he was walking out, he, like, I think he tried to, like, flip us off, and I just fucking flipped him right off back. I was so Why go to a comedy show? I was so mad. Why? why People spend their money to go to to comedy shows to essentially forget about their bullshit, and then you go to just interrupt it. Stay home and jerk off. I'd rather you stay home and jerk off to animal porn. I would rather you do that. Fucking. I wish that upon you. Fucking. I hate. I hate My sister. You want to hear a funny story about, um. Uh, what's his name? Ron White. Oh, yes. My sister's husband got into a fist fight with Ron White and his security guard. What? <laughs> yeah. And they were they went to see him at the casino in Syracuse. I think it was Turning Stone. And apparently my brother-in-law's son is a big Ron White fan. Okay. And, and Matt went up to ask if he could get a photo. And Ron said, I don't do photos with guys. And then my sister... She didn't know that whole exchange had happened, or maybe she did. I don't know. It's oh. irrelevant. But she went up to ask for a photo, and of course he does. I mean, she's got yeah. 34 Ds, and she's, oh, yeah. she's dark sad. Italian babe, yeah. you know? Yeah. Gets a photo in there. He probably, like, I don't know, slipped a finger yeah. or cigars. <laughs> oh, my God. Something. Bill Clinton, yeah. right. <laughs> so he, he, she got a photo, and then Matt went back up like, what the fuck? Yeah. You know, I want to get a photo, too. And, of course, this is the one-sided version that I've got. Right. even though they're my family members, there's two sides to every story. Right, right. And so then... My brother-in-law gets in, you know, to, to not in Ron White's face. He's not like that. I know that about my yeah. brother-in-law. He's not like that at all. He's a very respectful dude. And he just was like, why would you do my wife and not my son? Like, right. my son's a huge... We're, he's the reason we're all here. Right. And so Ron said some, you know, like, get the fuck out of my face. And, you know, my Sicilian brother-in-law got a little Sicilian on him and yeah. then the security guard got a little security guard on him uh, and next thing my sister knows is she sees my brother-in-law just getting uppercut <gasps> by the security guy oh my god and you know the police get involved all this shit and so funny Ron White went on serious to tell the story and he wouldn't say who I was right the 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 interviewer asked him he's like no i don't want to say what comedian it was because i like respect her i don't want to say oh. who and who it was here i am on my podcast like ron white uh, but <laughs> you know it doesn't make right anybody yeah. look it's just it's a thing it is, like it is what it is it is what it is you yeah. don't know what you want after a show not everybody wants to snuggle up but i mean if you're gonna take pictures with girls you got to do the boys well yeah i mean that's just inviting fist fights you're, you're just, just inviting, inviting drama yes you are <laughs> you've got to like but him at his at his level he's probably like i don't give a fuck right i've no. had 15 fifths of you know whatever jack shit that he drinks on stage yeah and you know 19 cigars he's yeah. exhausted yeah he doesn't. that motherfucker he's been doing this shit for a long time he's not trying to fuck yeah. around yeah yeah yeah. he doesn't need ron it. if you want to come on the podcast and clear up the slate let us know he's <laughs> a big motherfucker let justin know he is he looks like he's he a bomb snowman he's a bloated guy well, it's a lot of alcohol. A lot of alcohol. Alcohol makes you bloated. It's all water weight. It's, it's it just, makes you look like the version of you if you were found in a river a week yes. after your death. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it's not a. Mm. It's not. It's not a cute look. No, weed doesn't really. That's the interesting thing. I shan't come. I shan't. I You ever just choke on your tongue? I shan't ching ching. About marijuana, there's not much of a a look to it besides your no. eyes being a little swollen right it doesn't have this like aftermath effect right of deteriorating your right. external person yeah you're the same you're just the same unless you get the munchies and then you Yo, go I, to town i go to town i go to oh town gosh. i love snacks i want some snacks right now mm, i hit up every time i'm in cv uh, in new york i always hit up cvs and i get myself a bag of like salted kettle chips Fuck. and a bag Crunchy. of milanos yo that chocolate and the salt oh that's like a sandwich that's like a period week sandwich oh yeah and i'm that almost always there on my period that makes total sense i wonder if we're gonna cycle after this weekend dude well you're probably because i i ain't budging because i'm on the pill but oh, you, you're, you that's might right. cycle up on with yours. me yep. yes. i hope it comes yes saddle up with me i hope I, I you know i hope i don't have to like get some extra insurance oh my god no i'm fine everything's okay, fine i mean two weeks me. we're gonna find We'll okay. find out. We'll find out. Yeah. There'll be a verdict. I mean, it's not late yet, but every month I think it could be late. Every month I think it could be late. And I've been on the pill for like a decade, but I still like, <laughs> it's just the pill. It's not like pill and condom. Right. It's not and like shit, the double. Yeah. Shit happens. There's, shit all, there's happens. so many stories of women getting pregnant yeah, on the pill. Yeah. It's just, you know, it's hard to be responsible all the time. I know. And like even months God. when I don't have sex at all, I'm like, I'm pregnant. I'm pregnant. Yeah. The cable guy looked at me longingly. I'm pregnant. It just, it waited. It was in a gestation period. <laughs> it was. You know, it bloomed. It was a late bloom. Oh, it was a late shoot. Yeah. Just the, he, he, his cum cloud. I walked into his cum cloud and there was oh one sperm God. hanging oh on a God. farticle. A late shoot. Do you have, before we get out of here, I want to know, I was going to ask you this yesterday, yeah. but I wanted to ask you on the podcast. I appreciate your restraint. I, I, so I was, hard. when we were talking and all the things you were saying, I'm like, shh. I was Caesar Milan. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> do you have a comedy crush as in like a stand-up comedian who you think is adorable or somebody oh. who you wouldn't mind betting? Oh man. Well, I've always, I've always been a bit of like a, a chuckle fucker in terms of just being very attracted to comedians. Of course. Like, Cause we're like minded. Yeah. 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 So my boyfriend is a comedian. Um, and my ex before him is a comedian thinking of, like any, like for me, I don't know if it's weird. I've always had a huge thing for Jim Carrey. Really? Yeah. Even now in his like retirement beard, the beard. Yeah. He's sexy. There's he's definitely so something about him that's really, really sexy. It's just like I've seen photos of him lately, and I think he looks really just like an author. Like he smells like, like earth. It looks like he smells yeah. just like you know All oils, earthy. essential oils. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking lavender beard yeah, like on a nice Jim Carrey. Lavender beard. I just dig it. I was thinking about that. I'm like, I have a crush on Jim Carrey lately. Yeah. And it shifts a little bit. Like, you know, I always thought, um, this is a weird one, I think. I always thought that Bill Hicks was kind of hot, even though it was past yeah, my time. He has a very uh he had a very handsome face. Yeah, because he's dead now. I know. His, his face is not so handsome anymore. No, that's a very true statement. Terrifying. Yeah. Had past that will times. not get you a right swipe on Tinder. Oof. That decomposed oof. face. Oof. That's, oof. So Can't anybody famous that. that you would let get I'm into your think, like, cooter? Real famous. Because it's so hard, like <laughs> Because what I'm thinking are, are basically like our coworkers, which is right. a little weird to talk about. But I'm trying to think if there's like bigger. 
Because you know what it comes people. down to? It's like being attracted to their comedy and that makes them attractive. Yes. You know? And which is always, I feel like that's always been a more driving thing for me anyway. Yeah. It's like, I feel like being funny is the number one it's trait a sexy for thing. me. Like humor trumps Trump so much. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. No, God. nothing trumps Trump. Oh, nothing can <laughs> make Trump. What about Kevin Hart? Kevin Hart's sexy. He he's like he's he's short. He's, but he's short, but he's fit. He's so you know fit. he can still pick you up and like yeah, he could toss you, you up around. On a counter. He'll yeah, spin yeah, yeah. you around. Yeah. Um. God, let me. Th- I swear there are so many more. Bill than Bill Bellamy. You know what's <laughs> Bill Bellamy? Oh my God! No, Bill, Bill Bellamy, Bellamy is a beautiful man. I've he honestly, is a beautiful man. He's got great lips. I've had a crush on Louis C.K. for like years and years, he's and I so know it's funny. a little. That's a little dicey because of the fucking allegations. Yeah, there's allegations out it's, about it's him so being a little hard. creeper. So hard to know. I don't. Uh, I don't know that one. That's such a that's messy a tough one. one because it's like it's almost like you liking the bad guy. You know, yeah, it's like it, make, it fucking it makes me sad. Like I don't want to. I don't, don't want to believe, believe it, it but I, we don't I'm know not going to just allegations. Yeah, I don't know. I, I wasn't there. I definitely don't want to like poo poo the people that have said, oh, he's been a creep. To them. Right. Because if, if he's been a creep, he's been a fucking creep. You know, like yeah. not trying to defend that shit at all. But you still just, fuck him on comedy merit. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> this kid's like, God damn it. I just want to well, be spooned. I, I just like I love his mind so much. Yeah, he's good. He's very talented. His, his comedy has always just gotten me like right in the heart. Right. And I was, was going to say like, in well, the both twat taint, twat taint or lady taint. I think he's really attractive physically, too, which is so silly. But he like, looks like I'm a clown actually- that kind of got a day job. <laughs> Lady just, Taint is a good name. I find I think he's like really. I think he has a really handsome face, and we're gonna I go with Louis C.K., whose comedy. face you think is handsome. Yeah, Louis C.K. And I think we're gonna name our band Lady Taints. Lady Taints, La- or just maybe Lady Taint, singular. Lady maybe taint. not plural. Lady Taint. It's just one taint. Lt. Lt. And there's like we draw a little lipstick on it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and then I just Did you spit, hit yourself with the microphone. I just spit everywhere, and I apologize. <laughs> I'm gonna go get tested. <laughs> get him a little. What is that one? Human papilloma. H- human papilloma virus. <laughs> yeah. HPV. HPV. Everyone that, has it. Got that Gardasil. Shocker. Get that Gardasil. Better go get that screener. Yeah. Make sure you don't have it, y'all. Oh, my God. Um, where can people find you? People can find me on Twitter at Kelsey Cook. You can find me on Instagram at Kelsey Cook Comedy. And you can go to my website, KelseyCook.com, to see upcoming tour dates. I might be with Justin May on another few things Yes, this year. You're going to be um, out here with me. We're going to yeah. be out here. Um, I'm going to be in uh, in New York. When is this coming out? This is going to come out this week. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to be in New York this whole week, like 11th through the 19th. So yep. if you're in New York City... Uh, go look on my website to see where I'm going to be. And then I'm at San Jose Improv. Uh, I believe it's the 22nd through the 24th with Gad Elmale. Uh, Which is lots of be other, fun. Yeah, upcoming shit. So go go check that out. And you have I have your a podcast, podcast which I've had. your show. I had, yeah, I had, oh my God. I'm, yes, look, I'm, had, like, I'm like, I'm remembering your credits. I know. I've had Jesse May on everything. Um, I had Jesse May on Cooked, which is my podcast. It's C-O-O-K apostrophe D. Uh, she did my 100th episode, which is very special. It was a big fun Hello. episode. Hello. Hello. And then the thing that truly has, like nothing has made me happier <laughs> Is that I have a web series called Stand Ups Doing Makeup. It has 16 episodes. You can go onto my YouTube, look up Kelsey Cook on YouTube, Stand Ups Doing Makeup. 
Jesse May did one of the episodes, maybe like four episodes ago. <laughs> the show is where I bring a comedian on. It's been mostly men so far because it tends to be like more of a challenge for them to put to makeup on makeup, me yeah. and then I put makeup on them. But Jesse May and I came on and we took the Beauty and the Beast challenge. Yep. And we did Rock, Paper, Scissors. Jesse May lost. It was it was basically the the past election yeah. process. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she says Rock, Paper, Scissors, but it was like Kelsey Cook picks. And I yeah. became the beast. <laughs> that was that was fucking fair and square, bitch. We were we screamed. I was like, ah, we I wanted to make you the beast. Out. Yeah, so she you made, made me, me the beast. She made me look like Belle. She gave me glitter eyebrows, which we were still trying to get off the ground as a glitter trend. brows. Glitter brows, and I made her look like the beast. And it's, I, I mean, I'm biased because it's our video, but I genuinely think it's magical. It's one of the funniest videos you could go watch right now. You will, you won't. <laughs> not have a good time no you won't it It will make you smile it will make you laugh we were so goofy it's us in our purest form pure me as a beast you as a princess lady taint pure pure unadulterated lady taint go get it so go go, find it go subscribe on youtube go get some kelsey in your life thanks for chatting with me we got shows to get ready for yeah we do we gotta go we gotta go handle these hecklers get your fucking feet off our stage get your shit together ladies and gentlemen The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. We decided long ago that the dangers of excessive and unwarranted concealment of pertinent facts far outweighed the dangers which are cited to justify it. Even today, There is little value in opposing the threat of a closed society by imitating its arbitrary restrictions. Even today, there is little value in ensuring the survival of our nation if our traditions do not survive with it. And there is very grave danger that an announced need for increased security will be seized upon by those anxious to expand its meaning to the very limits of official censorship and concealment. That I do not intend to permit to the extent that it's in my control. And no official of my administration, whether his rank is high or low, civilian or military, should interpret my words here tonight as an excuse to censor the news, to stifle dissent, to cover up our mistakes, or to withhold from the press and the public the facts they deserve to know. For we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence, on infiltration instead of invasion, on subversion instead of elections, on intimidation instead of free choice, on guerrillas by night instead of armies by day. It is a system which has conscripted vast human and material resources into the building of a tightly knit, highly efficient machine that combines military, diplomatic, intelligence, economic, scientific, and political operations. Its preparations are concealed, not published. Its mistakes are buried, not headlined. Its dissenters are silenced, not praised. No expenditure is questioned, no rumor is printed, No secret is revealed. 
No president should fear public scrutiny of his program. For from that scrutiny comes understanding, and from that understanding comes support or opposition, and both are necessary. I am not asking your newspapers to support an administration, but I am asking your help in the tremendous task of informing and alerting the American people. For I have complete confidence in the response and dedication of our citizens whenever they are fully informed. I not only could not stifle controversy among your readers, I welcome it. This administration intends to be candid about its errors. For as a wise man once said, an error doesn't become a mistake until you refuse to correct it. We intend to accept full responsibility for our errors, and we expect you to point them out when we miss them. Without debate, without criticism, no administration and no country can succeed, and no republic can survive. That is why the Athenian lawmaker Sola decreed a crime for any citizen to shrink from controversy. And that is why our press was protected by the First Amendment, the only business in America specifically protected by the Constitution, not primarily to amuse and entertain, not to emphasize the trivial and the sentimental, not to simply give the public what it wants, but to inform, to arouse, to reflect, to state our dangers and our opportunities, to indicate our crises and our choices, to lead, mold, educate, and sometimes even anger public opinion. This means greater coverage and analysis of international news, for it is no longer far away and foreign, but close at hand and local. It means greater attention to improved understanding of the news, as well as improved transmission. And it means, finally, that government at all levels must meet its obligation to provide you with the fullest possible information outside the narrowest limits of national security. And so it is to the printing press, to the recorder of man's deeds, the keeper of his conscience, the courier of his news, that we look for strength and assistance, confident that with your help, man will be what he was born to be, free and independent.